Sweet and his rope swagger. Hey there, pretty girl, what's part in the head? Come here, I gotta cast on my arm. Go, wow, 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 wow. Here goes the wrench. Here goes the wrench. Here goes the wrench. I got the wrench. Oh no, it's a crowbar. I like your hair. I like your underwear. Oh, I'm a necrophiliac, Ted Bundy. That was a good song. I know. Are you gonna sing that? He's a necrophiliac? Yeah. Is he really? Yes. I never heard I didn't know that. Necrophiliac. I didn't know he banged dead people. Yep. I didn't either. Most often he did. I know he banged people dead, oh, but... Oh, I like to bite nipples on Ted he Bundy. He banged them and then he killed them. I like them. to bite nipples in sexually assault. I like to bite nipples on Ted Bundy. And I got fried in the electric chair. Okay, hold that for that episode. You're going to sing it. No. Hey! Like... Looking in the toilet. Was he looking in the toilet? Yeah, oh. he was looking in there. Yeah, I'm going to close it. He was Tigger because he's looking for poo. He's done now. I know. Oh, we don't want me to How long are you gonna go right. recording this stuff? You don't know. No. I have no idea. Come on. You're gonna record some stuff about Ted O'Bundy. There's no reason to stop. Do the intro. There's no reason to stop. It's not. What the fuck are you doing, Ted? This is some new shit. Throw me off here. Let's go. Intro. Alright, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Kentucky Podcast Massacre. Lowell's premiere, paranormal, roundtable, comedic. Hey, there's Ted Bundy over there in his Volkswagen, looking kind of good with a cast on his arm. Oh, I'm Ted Bundy. Sean Martin. <laughs> I thought you were going to sing your song. Yeah, I thought we were doing that too. Damn, you gave him the fucking, the cheapo cut. Don't oh. worry, I'll give you all the real one. My name's Teddy, and uh, I'm of no relation to Mr. Bundy. They share the same name. But we both cute, though. Mm-hmm. I'm ruthless. Um, she loved pizza rolls. I do like pizza rolls, and I'm going to say he terrorized Florida State University, so I'm going to say go Gators. Go Gators, <laughs> no murder. Mm-hmm. And we have Jay Styles here. Chicka chicka Jay! Might need to dye her hair blonde. He's, she's, she's like, no, I'm going to keep my hair this color because fuck that shit. She kind of resembles Ted Bundy's favorite victim. That's true. My hair is not parted down the middle. Kinda is right now. To the side a little bit. I think he'd make an exception for you. He's yeah. dead, so. Yeah. I but think the, I'm okay. The ghost lives on. The spirit. Now you're gonna wake up from an ambient dream with Ted Bundy's ghost on top of you. Mm. Now that Sean can't fight him. <laughs> I can't fight no ghost. I don't have no Volkswagens. But nonetheless, we are talking about one of the Mount Rushmore of serial killers. If there was a Mount Rushmore of serial killers. Ted Bundy's handsome face would be right on there with big old fat Gacy. Would he be like in others. where George Washington is? You can you can compare him to George Washington. No, he's not. Lincoln. He's not OG enough for that. I would put him on Lincoln, 16th president, irrelevant number. Okay. You know, dashing man. He did a lot for my people, but trailblazer, trendsetter, maybe of murder. Sure. But yes, one I of the most him. notorious of the serial killers. Ted Bundy, the handsome killer, the lady killer, Tallahassee Ted, the necrophiliac Republican, and the ravishing rapist. <laughs> the necrophiliac Republican. Yes, he was a necrophiliac and he was a Republican. Did you just say the ravishing rapist? The ravishing rapist. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it just went downhill in the last two. I was like, man, I would love to be Tallahassee I made, Ted. I made up the yeah, last right. two. The last two I made up. The other two, I mean, the other three he's known for. <laughs> also known as Chris Hagen, Officer Roseland, and Rolf Miller. Roth? 
Rolf. 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 Like the little, Rolf. like the kid from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Like the Indian kid, the son of a shepherd. Yes. Yeah. But no, he Makes was sense. not the son of a shepherd. It's like the sound that, like, rich people's dogs make. Yeah. Rolf. 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 <laughs> like, uh, like the Cowardly Lion in Wizard of Oz. Rolf. <laughs> but nice. if the Cowardly Lion killed brunette girls in their 20s. Nice. Who knows? He could have. Yep. This is one of the most prolific and definitive American serial killers who, despite all the aliases and monikers, was better known as Theodore Ted Bundy. A.K.A. A.K.A. The Handsome <laughs> Killer. A.K.A. A.K.A. The, the Lady ra- Killer. The Ravishing Rapist. A.K.A. A.K.A. Tallahassee Ted. I'm of no relation, guy. Thank God. I'm not a handsome white man. I'm a very cute white boy. And how many years was this before uh, Eileen Warnos? Because she also went on along that Florida killing people. Well, a lot of misconceptions about Ted Bundy. He ended his spree in Florida. A lot of people think that he lived in Florida through in and throughout. No, he didn't. He actually <laughs> he did started his killing spree in Washington. He went around a lot in his uh, career of, of murdering white women with brunette hair. That's a career? For some people, Apparently, it is. Yeah. It was a career, and fucking shit was booming. That boy had a high-figure salary. Yes, he did. He got health insurance, benefits, 401k. <laughs> he got it all. Like I said, Republican. Yeah. So just everything that goes along with Republican that you can think of, very well-spoken, very charming, well put together. He looked like a middle school teacher. He kind of looked like a middle school like his. To me, teacher. he looks like a politician. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's what he wanted to be was a politician. He was part of the young Republicans. Which makes me want to barf. Yeah. Right. It just goes to say that you can't trust politicians. I'm just gonna for the rest of. This I mean, episode, here's the I'll thing: if, if 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 you and I, if all of us were hanging out at a bar and we saw Ted Bundy, we'd be like, "Oh, he looks like a cool guy." He no, I wouldn't like, say that. I mean, you like, know oh, that he looks like no, no. a politician. Barf. <laughs> but here's barf the thing: none of barf. okay, you might say barf, but we wouldn't think, "Oh my god, that guy's a serial killer" because he didn't look like. I that. think that's most of them, other than Charles Manson, and he wasn't a serial killer. I mean, other than Richard Chase, who had the appearance. And also acted like a complete and total psychopath, wasn't hiding anything. Theodore Ted Bundy, on the outside, looked like a normal guy. You know, you got to think this is the 70s when he started out. He had the appearance of the time, you know, the whole 70s appeal to him. He wore the, the latest trends, you know. He had himself a nice cardigan selection. In his he closet. wore some Lacoste. He some wore polo. the latest trends. Uh, anything to make him appear vulnerable and at the same time approachable, if that makes sense. But in order to understand Ted Bundy, you have to go all the way back to the origins of Ted Bundy. Born Theodore Robert Cowell, November 24th, 1946, in Burlington, Vermont. Vermont. Nothing much is going on in Vermont, but apparently it bred one of the a most lot of white people. prolific serial killers in history. But born by who? To an abusive father who turned out to be his grandfather. Product of incest, definitely. And this is a lot of people... They said maybe. Maybe. More than likely, there's always something that triggers... A serial killer early. So he thought was ne- his- you know what though? Not necessarily because if you look at like Jeffrey Dahmer, his parents are very normal. 
And Jeffrey Dahmer just one day was like, hey, I want to dissect animals in high school students. Now, here's the difference between Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer had all of the characteristics that usually they look for in a serial killer. He was a bedwetter, insecure, played with dead animals. The only thing Ted Bundy had growing up... Who didn't want their bed as a kid, though? I know. Right. I think, but I think, up until I think 13. I'm about to say it's like past, like, into your teenage years. Yeah, up until 13. Which, I'm not scared to admit, I did that. Up until 13? Really? You fucking killer got out of my house. Yeah, well, fuck like, everybody. I peed on your couch. And I also had a, had a head, in, head injury, so... Mm-hmm. You that, okay, just that makes sense, yeah. So I, I also wet the bed. But... There is um, a huge difference between us and serial killers like Ted Bundy. We know the difference between right and wrong. We <laughs> stop before it gets too far. He had no conscious like uh, thought of right and wrong. It was just, I'm going to do what I want to satisfy me. Back to like where he came from, though. Yes. Like I said... What he thought was his sister was really his mother... Burlington, Vermont, he was born to an abusive father who turned out to be his grandfather and submissive mother who turned out to be his grandmother. Yeah, but his sister, what he thought was his sister was really his mother. Yes. Yes. Confused all his life. He went through life thinking that, you know, these were his parents. It turned out they weren't. And Mm. he also shares the same thing with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson thought his grandmother was his mother. And vice versa. Only difference is Jack Nicholson just wants to finger bang chicks. Uh, yeah, I could see Jack Nicholson being a serial killer if he wasn't a movie star. <laughs> Why? Because The Shining. Everybody's <laughs> got to have their hobbies. I mean, Jack Nicholson is just crazy all around. Yeah. Like he's, oh yeah. Seems like an insane dude. Well, he just wants mm-hmm. to get laid. But Same. he was later, in his early teens, adopted and earned the last name Bundy. From his adopted parents. It wasn't until after he graduated high school, which up until then, the only crimes that he had on his record were basically just breaking and entering. He had a a couple of robbery charges also, but nothing too big. He didn't graduate into the whole serial killer that we know today until 1974. Which is weird to me because he was a good-looking guy. I'm not. I'm a lesbian, so I'm like. <laughs> but he was never a bad-looking guy. Like he was a good-looking guy. You could have got any girl to talk to him. Not me. Well. Put yourself in the seventies, though. Yeah, in not the seventies, all dudes on. look like that. Not me. I don't no. know. I think if Ted Bundy turned on the charm with his cast, you'd help him out. I'd make sure. You'd mace him? He'd get maced. Maced in the face. But, I mean, all dudes looked like him back then. No, they didn't. Oh, who was your 70s boyfriend? <sighs> Pause. So, Jay Styles would not be swayed by Ted Bundy's boyish charms and roguishly good looks. She goes for the Burt Reynolds type. No. <laughs> goes, no, 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 no. Jamie goes towards the Pete Wentz. Yeah, but he wasn't in the 70s. That motherfucker wasn't even born until the 80s. Yeah. But Jay Styles would not be a victim of Ted Bundy because mm. she, well, would, she just, you know, he wasn't her type. But to a lot of his victims, uh, 
he was definitely their type. And of course, he always went for brunettes with hair parted down the middle because, and this may be another contributing factor to why he snapped and went on his killing spree. His first love in the 70s in college uh, was a girl with brunette hair parted down the middle, shoulder length. And after a long relationship, she called it quits because she said that he wasn't focused enough. Oh, how wrong she was because his focus turned into the killing of several teenage girls from a span of about 11 years. Bundy was regarded by many of his young female victims as handsome and charismatic, uh, much to the chagrin of Jay Styles. You said chagrin. Traits that he exploited to win their trust. He typically approached them in public places, feigning injury or disability, whereas the cast that he was well known for. When did he start working at the shoe store? The shoe store? Yeah. This ain't Al Bundy. This is Ted Bundy. (laughs) But they they based, interesting fact, and side note real quick, they based the Bundys from Married with Children off of Ted Bundy. Uh Uh-uh, really? More or less. Yes. They wanted to come up with uh, the typical white middle-class family, and somehow they thought that fucking Ed O'Neill, Al Bundy... And fucking Peggy Bundy was the, you know... That's kind of a reach. That's, that's kind weird. of a reach. Are that's you a sure? Theory. That's a theory, but that is... Okay, there's no way. An interesting theory at that. I mean, that's like going to Roseanne and saying that, because Roseanne t- took place in Illinois that was like, oh, John Wayne Gacy was our uncle. Well, wh- what you'll learn about Ted Bundy here is that he was <laughs> always, always, always trying to pass... Different shit off that contributed to why he did what he did. Look, I Killing agree white with bitches. you. I agree with you. Like, if you look at pictures of Ted Bundy, he was a good-looking guy. I mean, if I Barf. were... If, gross. I know now, but I'm like... All I'm saying Barf. is if, like, I was a, a straight lady back in those times, I'd be like, yeah, he's a cute guy. But nowadays, I'd be like, he's a fucking creeper. But back then, women were just like, he's handsome. And he probably did karaoke, too. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably did some, uh, I don't know, Sly in the Family Stone or fucking whatever the fuck was popular in the 70s. He but did some, uh, some speed off of strippers' tits. Oh, yeah. Probably did some cocaine. Yeah. But he would like also he would also play the part of a authority figure. There was times where he would refer to himself as Officer Roseland. And he would say, somebody hit your car in the parking lot. Can you come and, you know, identify it, write a report? Which, how the fuck do you know it was that person's particular car? Some of these girls, more or less, just played into his hands without even giving it a second thought. And he capitalized on that because, you know, your typical serial killer will prey on the naivety, the naive tendencies of their victims, which he did to a T. Um, he overpowered them, assaulted them. Oftentimes he would use either a wrench that he fashioned that had a handle to it, or he could Sounds like it. a video game. Yeah, it's like manhunt, basically. Uh, or he would use <laughs> a crowbar to incapacitate them. 
after he incapacitated him, uh, incapacitated them, he would strangle them, sexually assault them, and rape them. Maybe not necessarily in that order. It just depended if he was feeling frisky or not, what he would do. He would revisit his secondary crime scenes for hours at a time, grooming and performing sexual acts with the decomposing corpses until putrefaction and destruction by wild animals made further interaction impossible. So he would use his victims long after they were dead. He, so he was a necrophiliac? Yeah, he was a necrophiliac. Ew, yeah, that's how, that's how he got his fucking thrills. That's disgusting. No different than Green River Killer. I never knew that. Yeah. I didn't know that either, honestly. I didn't know that. But at least he wasn't like, um, um, who was the guy that uh, made belts of nipples? Oh, Ed Gein? He's, yes. he's honestly way worse than Ed Gein. Ed, Ed Gein he had a higher kill that. count than yeah. Bundy. Well, yeah, if you look at the body count of Ed Gein, he didn't really kill that many people. Ed Gein was killing people who kind of reminded him of his, of mother. his big, burly, fucking frontier like mom. So Ted Bundy was like a necrophiliac. Yes, 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 and yes, he was That's a necrophiliac. Disgusting. He would get his his rocks off any way that he could, living or dead, and more often than not, he would sexually assault them and rape them while they were alive, kill them, and then continue to rape oh, them. Oh goddamn! Like I said, he would revisit the crime scenes until putrefaction or. You know, animals ate them so up. So what did he do? What did he? What did he do with the bodies? There was some dumping grounds. Like he, there was a big national park in Seattle when he first started out, very secluded, and he would dump them there, secluded area. It wasn't until like hunters like happened upon their bodies yeah. much later on when they were skeletal remains uh-huh. and really hard to identify. Mostly it was just he would dump them in secluded areas. But he got bold after a while. He was mostly a nocturnal killer. He would do most of his crimes you know, with the cover of darkness. But later on, when he got a little bit more confident with his abilities, he would kill them in broad daylight. Really? Shoving them in his, his Volkswagen. He'd pick girls up at parks in full view of everybody. Knock them out, throw them in there. He got very bold and very cunning. Dad was a go-getter. Oh, How yeah. many? Honestly, I'm 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 kind of like wow. Like you're giving me facts about him that I didn't know. How many years was this before Eileen uh, Warnos? Eileen Warnos was in the late seventies, early eighties. He went from nineteen sixty one to nineteen seventy four to nineteen seventy eight. So okay. sixty one through seventy eight. Wow. And he went. He was a cross-country killer. He went from Washington to Utah to Florida to Colorado, Oregon, Idaho, and even California. All over Idaho, Utah. <laughs> Idaho must have been really a stretch for him. Hide your wife, hide your daughters. <laughs> Idaho. Wow. And that's the thing. Like You, and I, were, you and I were joking around earlier talking today about... Florida just attracts the fucking weirdos. It's just crazy. Oh, yeah. And coincidentally enough, when we went on vacation, we paid a visit to Pensacola, Florida. Eileen Warnos went there. Yeah. And also, that was where he was captured, was Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. His date apprehended was 
He had several instances where he was arrested. First being, it was a kidnapping of... He didn't kill the girl. He kidnapped her. <laughs> got arrested for it. Spent a small amount of time in jail. Then escaped. And then he was reapprehended for another kidnapping crime. And wanton endangerment. endangerment June 13th, 1977. Escaped. December 30th. How does this motherfucker keep escaping? He, most of the time, he'd walk out the front door. Because it was real here's easy back the, then. Here's oh, a thing. I tried to picture like Shawshank Redemption where he had like the movie poster or something. Mm-hmm. Here's a messed up thing about laws is like uh, you and I could go out and have a good time, and then you and I can meet a guy, and then he could oh. You better not meet no guy. <laughs> well, she would meet the guy. I would go Ted Bundy in and this the bitch guy right could now. like beat the shit out of you because, but because you guys had a sexual attraction. There would be no crime. And I'd be like, I'm a witness. He beat, you know, whatever. And they go, well, you know, it was a it was a, a mutual a thing. And that's how he got away with most of his crimes. Because they were like, yeah, this chick just left with him. The first time that he was apprehended, he lost over 30 pounds and slipped through a vent. He lost 30 pounds and slipped. Was that an X-Files episode? I Sounds I like it. it. He slipped through a vent and escaped. I saw that episode on the X-Files. That's weird. The second time that he was apprehended, he dressed up like one of the faculty members or whatever from the prison, one of the employees. Oh, God. Slipped out the front door, more or less. Like I said, very charming guy, able to completely change his whole facade. (laughs) And evidently, the prison guards weren't very well acquainted with their prisoners. And that's the thing. If he was charming outside of prison, he was probably charming inside of prison. He probably had friends in the guards in the prison. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, this is probably the most charming of the serial killers. He had it all. He had the look. He had the... He wasn't Charlie Manson. Act down to a fucking T. Like, I'm sorry. As As a former correctional officer, I would much rather hang out with... Ted Bundy than Charlie Manson. Because Charlie Manson's like, Skeeterbug, Skeeterbug, blah, 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 blah. And Ted Bundy be like, have you seen that new uh, Maxim cover? How do you enjoy, <laughs> do you enjoy yeah. snow skiing? Yeah, right? He's really big in the snow skiing. Meanwhile, fucking Marilyn, or uh, not Marilyn Manson, but fucking Charlie Manson, Manson would be like, ho, 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 did you hear about the aliens and the things and the stuff? And I'd be like, Shut up, fucking Charlie. I fucking hate you. So. I just really do. I fucking hate that guy. Good old Ted Bundy, of course, his way of killing was bludgeoning and strangulation. But he would also decapitate his victims and keep their heads as a memento for upwards of, you know, two to three months. Sometimes. Did he know Jeffrey Dahmer? Were they friends? I don't think so. But, you know. If there is a hell, they're having a beer down there right now. And, of course, Ted Bundy, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer's coming on to Ted Bundy, and Ted Bundy's like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, oh. I'm not that type of guy, and you like black guys, so why are you talking to me? It's like Ted Bundy, he's uh, all charming and shit on the outside, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, as Ruth says, hot, barf. Well, my mom actually But on the inside, he reminds me of the guy from High Tension. Yeah. Yeah, the whole what having sex. Sick fuck driving around in a truck, doing these sick acts with heads. 
Except instead of a truck, it was a Volkswagen. Here's my thing. (laughs) This is, I'm not, okay, I'm a lesbian, so my opinions about guys don't really matter. If you haven't figured it out by now, you sure as fuck know it. Ted Bundy reminds me of, like, Ted Danson. Like, if you if you put them next to each other... Not just because they both have the same first name. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but have if you, you put them next to each other, they have the same hair. I know, I know. They I weren't on good. Cheers, okay. but they could have been. That's I mean. the haircut you're getting, Tony. I'll kill you. <laughs> Ted Bundy. No, he said <laughs> I just want a nice fade for a nice black boy. <laughs> we can do your fade, honey. That's what I want. We can do your fade, honey. And Ted would actually, throughout the years, he would change his appearance to look more handsome. He grew a beard at one point. He grew his hair out at one point. His nice curly waves were flowing in the Colorado breeze at the time. Colorado breeze. He would adapt. He was a very adaptable killer. Right, and that's the thing is, like, I'm sorry, if Charlie Manson, back in the day, walked up to me to a bar and was like, hey, can I buy you a beer? I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. But if Ted Danson, or Ted Danson, (laughs) I I would let him out of here. But Ted Bundy walked up. What the fuck are you doing here, Ted Danson? (laughs) But if Ted Bundy walked up and was like, let me buy you a beer, I'd be like, I don't want your penis. Like, but oh my god. Somebody's ghost is wanting to buy me a beer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was a good looking guy. He looked like a All very right. normal person. No, but he did. He looked very normal. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Well, Ted Most Bundy. Most attractive serial killer. Go. Most attractive? <laughs> yes. Well, it's either between Richard Ramirez or Ted oh. Bundy. Richard Ramirez had halitosis, so I would that be was like a, vomiting. That was, a ice, that was the deal breaker. You right automatically there. go to a guy. Why is that? Well, Eileen Warnos <laughs> looked like a fucking sea hag. Eileen Warnos looked like a fucking like heavy metal rocker. Ruth likes it. She looked like uh, Courtney no. Love's vagina, probably, pretty much. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good uh, comparison, actually. Very brr. But Eileen Warnos back to Eileen Warnos. Honestly, we're gonna go back to Eileen Warnos. Eileen Warnos looked like the the hair metal chick that everyone just kind of pooped on. Like I mean, they literally pooped on her. She was fun up until she went drunk and killed. Yeah. Her. But Bundy was an unusually organized and calculating criminal who used his extensive knowledge of law enforcement methodologies <laughs> to elude identification and capture for years. His crime scenes were distributed <laughs> over large geographical areas. His victim count had risen to at least 20 before it became clear that numerous investigators in widely desperate jurisdictions were hunting the same man. That's very interesting, but I want to know uh, who Teddy's. My hottest serial killer? Yeah. Carla Homolka. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Does she She's kill free. anybody herself, though? Uh, she was hot. Conspiracy like, to murder. I don't know if she actually she killed. Didn't, I don't think she actually killed somebody. She was just involved. You know what? If uh, we're gonna if we're gonna talk about hot serial she, killers, she killed three women while on the murder spree. There was a woman in the thirties. I, I can't think of her name. I'd tear those dead eyes apart. <laughs> Damn. She killed. It was like her husband or some guy that was investigating her, and she killed him and stuffed him in like a a a, a, a box. And she, like, brought him to the train station. She's like, I'm, I just did this murder, and I'm going to bring you to the train station. Okay. And she had this, like, little cart, and, like, she wheeled this fucking dead body in. But she was, like, this gorgeous woman in the 30s. And I'm like, 
I would fall for her. I'd be like, oh, she's so hot. You'd be in her box. <laughs> I would be in her box, in but more not ways that box. Than one. I would not be in that box. I'd be in You'd the be other in box. one box and then the other. I'd be in her vagina box. Apparently. Wait, wait. Uh, apparently, Daniela Poggioli is an Italian nurse that killed over 100 people as. Is she nurse. like an angel of death? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Killed everybody with potassium chloride, and she took a shit ton of selfies. So, but let me ask she you is this: a Abraham Lincoln. Let me ask you about her. Was she like a Dr. Kevorkian? Like, did they ask for it? No. She, no. They just, she just okay, killed, she just them killed for them. Fun. In her own fucking yeah. way, she probably thought they did. But yeah. like, which I'm gonna say right now on this podcast, Dr. Kevorkian. If I was gonna die in that manner, I would do it. I'm gonna go with Richard Ramirez. If. He didn't have stink ass booty breath. Yeah, he had halitosis. Like and he didn't kill old ladies and worship Satan. Well, he was a good looking guy. He was in the uh, American Horror Story episode. Yeah. He was good in that. Are we recording? That wasn't him, though. Yeah. But, good old Ted Bundy, he was calculated as fuck. He knew the ins and outs of crime, more or less. He studied this very extensively, even before he first committed his murders. Didn't he have a college education? He was very well educated. Yeah. Psychology. Uh, I think he had a few cop buddies that he would talk to. And at the time, when he did these killings or whatever, uh, they didn't think that they were dealing with the same person because he'd skip around a lot, like I said. Can I just say something? Because uh, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy... They all came out of the 70s. What the fuck happened in the 70s? Everybody left their doors open. From the 60s to the 70s, there was definitely... I mean, you've got... Law enforcement had their guard completely down. You've got the Zodiac Killer. You have Ted Bundy. You have Son of Sam. All these killers came out in the 70s. Were the police just like, hey, we're going to this donut shop? The world was a lot more trusting then, too. Yeah. Everybody left their doors unlocked. It's just weird. I I don't understand. Like, you... If you look back in in the if you look in the sixties, seventies, and eighties, you had Manson who kind of started it, but then you go to the seventies, and you've got Ted, uh, John Wayne Gacy, Richard Ramirez who came out like right at the tail end of the eighties. Like, what the fuck was going on? Like, well, also, was there was there some weird weed? That he was smoked? No, I mean, it was also they weren't as advanced when it came to forensics as they are now. Yeah, makes sense. Not that it mattered because Ted Bundy would barely ever leave any type of fingerprints. Very Whatever. <laughs> he wouldn't. Said, Fuck that Most shit. of the times he'd have gloves on. Uh, there was a picture of Ted Bundy's crime kit. And his crime kit? His crime kit. It was rope, it was gloves, it was a mask. Of course, it was the wrench or the crowbar. But he was very calculated as to not leave any evidence. Of course, the ski Well, mask, there was no DNA, so... Yeah. Well, and not only that, but, like, um, uh, you look at forensic evidence, it didn't really start becoming a thing until the 80s. Yeah. So he was, like, clear. Yeah. And he was doing all of this while completely and totally fucked up beyond recognition. He was drunk as shit. This, this is before John Douglas. This is way before John Douglas. Who's John Douglas? I'm not familiar. John Douglas is the the FBI profiler who that uh, solved a lot of crimes. 
Which actually... I believe it's linked to a lot of major crimes. And yeah, John Bevelis is fucking cool as fuck. Did he, did he bust? Uh, no. No, I didn't think so. What did he do for a living? Do you know? Oh, this is really fucking weird. Ted Bundy was a suicide hotline operator when he started out. He wanted to exhibit this type of control. You know, he didn't want to necessarily help people out. Did he tell them to kill themselves? <laughs> but he wanted to be, like, the reason why they didn't kill themselves. He had this godlike mentality where he... Wanted to be in complete control of life or death. Yeah. So that's what he was. And a lot of his co-workers said that he was charming, good-natured. He helped one lady out to her car. And I can just... I, I'm thinking of this the entire time. He's like, yeah, I'll help you out your... I'm gonna fucking help you out to your car. I'm gonna help you out real fucking good. Uh, okay, good, good night, Susan. <laughs> oh, okay, John Douglas. He was actually the dude, by the way, that cleared the West Memphis 3. Okay. He was part of the reason why they got out. Super cop. And we talked about it, yeah. But there's no particular singular um, police officer or detective in this case because, like I said, it was so spread out. They had all these cops and detectives working on all of these missing persons that were in their um, state. Like I said, Idaho, California, Colorado, Utah, so, there wasn't one particular cop working on this case. Well, also, not only was he a suicide hotline operator, but he was also a very, very established individual when it came to the Young Republicans. He had a seat on the Young Republicans organization... I'm not sure what state it was. I think it was Colorado. But other than that, it was just odd jobs, more or less. He never would stay at a particular job for too long because that would interfere with his main job, which was killing white women, brunettes. And he would hop around a lot. This is his main focus at this point. Something snapped with him, and this is what he does now. But he also has to keep, you know, a particular job that where he can blend in because he's a chameleon killer. So he's got to establish himself as a regular old Joe and at the same time keep this going so that he can lure women into his... Uh, his web of murder, more or less. Mm. He graduated from the old cast on the arm, which he would use to lure women in. He would say, hey, I need some help with these bags. Can you help me to my car? He'd have a cast on his arms. And the good nature of these women, they would you know, oblige him and help him out. He graduated from the cast to crutches. And during his confessions later on, he said, man, I went through probably about seven or eight you know, sets of crutches. It was, I spent a lot of money on crutches. It was just totally, completely disassociated with what he did. He started with following girls to their doors, like at night. Yeah, he started with stalking, like I said. Robbery morphed into stalking. He would follow them all the way up to their doors. And then at one point, he found out that he is really good at this, and he graduated to murder. 
like I said, the first victim being in 1974. One girl, he hit over the head with a stick after he followed her to her door, and yeah. then he got freaked out and ran off. Another, But each night, he would like progressively progress, get progress, farther progress. and farther. Yeah. yeah. But he would also, like I said, you know, he would strangle his victims, bludgeon them. But another, you know, key factor in his murders is he would sexually assault them, oftentimes jamming hairspray bottles or other various items into their orifices. What's his kill count? His kill count is... His kill count is 30 homicides, but the true total remains unknown. On his way to the electric chair later on, he was confessing to murders that they didn't even know about, upwards into the hundreds, which is interesting. Very interesting because cops, they have a well-established murder count based upon confessions and bodies, but also, who the hell knows how many people serial killers have actually killed? Because they didn't find all of the bodies that he confessed to, and he didn't even confess to probably a large portion of people that he killed. So it's very possible that it could be well into the hundreds. Could be more, could be less. Could yeah, it's be definitely more, more than 30. Less. I think it was definitely more than 30. If I had to ballpark it, I'd say roughly around 50. The police, I mean, they joked at one point that he had a lady of the month club or something mm -hmm. because he would kill like a, maybe one girl a month, yeah. if not more. Yeah. He would kill upwards to, you know, one victim a month. But in his later uh, period, in his later crime spree, his killing spree, uh, he would try to kill within two weeks he kept getting more and more and more vicious and it would later spiral into what a lot of people like to call berserker mode where he is killing willy-nilly without a care in the fucking world and this could be because of you know his progressive drinking because he would drink more and more and more this probably helped him in his killing he probably would have done it anyway, but this was his, you know, favorite thing to do. All of this from a guy that would probably wear a romper. <laughs> yeah, he'd wear a romper, definitely. Yeah, if Ted Bunny was alive today, he would be rompering that shit up. Because it's the newest trend, and maybe some girls are attracted to that bold fucking style choice. Everybody loves the thigh muscles. Maybe he'd have a fidget spinner. Who knows? <laughs> for the ADHD girls out there. Hey, look at this fidget spinner. Bonk with a fucking wrench. And fucking then, fidget spinner. Of course, he'd still have a Volkswagen Beetle. You know, those are still out today. Not a lot of trunk space. He'd have a Volvo. I digress. He'd have a what? A Volvo? Yeah, Volvo. He'd have a, a Volvo. Audi. Yeah. Yeah. Still a Volkswagen. I think he'd stick with the Volkswagen. The hipster mobiles. And side note, real quick. Uh, Jonathan Davis of Corn actually bought... Um, Ted Bundy's Volkswagen that he would haul around his victims. I don't know if he still has it. What a weirdo. Yeah. Well, everybody wants a, a murder, you know, memorabilia. I don't. There was, I mean, I would take a little something, something. I want to drive around in this car that people have been murdered in and raped in. I'd take and, a piece of the upholstery. I mean, it's a nice conversation piece. All covered in semen. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Lots, of lots and lots and lots of semen. But, like I said, when I mentioned Berserker Mode, this would be his downfall. 
because when he traveled to Florida after his latest escape, he pretty much canvassed the whole FSU, Florida State University campus. He did this for a week. He was on the lam. People were looking for him. This was in Tallahassee, Florida. He canvassed FSU campus until one night, during a drunken stupor, he wandered through what would be later called the infamous Bundy Trail, picked up a giant tree lamb, like a fucking log, more or less. When you're drunk, sometimes you're stronger. He picked up a huge tree branch, broke into uh, a sorority with a bunch of sorority sisters, and systematically took out at least 10 sorority sisters in rapid succession. He went in and decimated, bludgeoned all these sorority sisters in a matter of 15 minutes. Upwards of 10 victims. There was one victim who was hit so hard with the tree branch that her skull was splintered and her brain matter was all up and down the halls. He did this without anybody hearing anything. Like I said, it's about 10 to 15 minutes of him doing this. He was later caught, like I said, in Pensacola, Florida. He slipped up. He left a bite mark on one of the sorority sisters, and they traced it back to one of his dental records from one of his previous crimes, and they got his ass. And after a lengthy trial where he actually acted as his own attorney, because like I said, he loved the notoriety, and he was very convincing as a acting as his own attorney. There was a few people on the jury, whenever they came out with the verdict, who actually thought that he was not guilty. But the jurors outweighed the guilty plea with the not guilty plea, and he was sentenced to death by electric chair in the Tallahassee prison system. And he would give multiple interviews up until his execution date, which I believe was 1988 or 89. He would blame pornography. He would blame poor diet. And he would blame just basically anything that he possibly could to alleviate the guilt that he had. And most of these crimes he didn't feel guilty about, but there was a 12-year-old girl that he killed that he would not elaborate on whatsoever. He would not go into detail about how he killed her, and this was his only, like, regret killing, more or less. Because, like I said, most of his victims are of age, and I guess him being seen as a pedophilic, necrophiliac woman killer was way too much than just being a necrophiliac woman killer. Well, like, back to his trial, during his trial, didn't he try to propose, or he proposed to his girlfriend. There was a girl at the time While she was up on trial talking, I think. And fucked up, the fucked up thing in Florida is if you somehow propose to a woman uh, on trial in the, the, uh, basically the presence of a judge, then you all can be married if she says yes. And that was the case. (laughs) Yeah. He was married. But he did that to make it like normalize himself somewhat to the jury? Yeah, to show his softer side, more or less. <laughs> but to no avail. He still was sentenced to death. He spent 10 years on death row, and he was eventually 
a victim of good old Sparky, the electric chair. But, I mean, while this trial was going on, girls flocked to his oh, trial. Yeah. yeah. He had an allure to him. He was charming. Um, one of the jurors, they had to take a couple of the female jurors out, one of them being the woman that he proposed to because it was, you know, I guess a conflict of interest having somebody on the jury that you would eventually become married to. But, yeah, women would send him naked photos while he was on death row. They would send him letters talking about erotic fantasies they had. And to this day, there's still women who consider him the sexiest serial killer alive, as if it's some fucking People magazine article. But, yes, one of the most prolific serial killers. He even helped with another serial killer later on, the Green River Killer. He would aid police and detectives in pretty much trying to map out the Green River Killer because there was a lot of similarities between the two. And he thought that this was somehow going to get him off of you know, the death row sentence. But... Nope. Nope. There was... A lot of killings that he didn't confess to, and they said that, hey, if you confess to these killings, then you probably won't get the death sentence. But still, in his prideful fucking ways, he didn't confess to him, and that would be his downfall. That would be his demise. Because he was electrocuted in the late 80s in front of a huge crowd of people with signs saying, burn, Ted, burn. People drinking all night, waiting for his execution. And after he was executed, they cheered and just threw a big-ass fucking party out big there. Big-ass party. You can see it on YouTube. There's there's footage of that. It was probably one of the most televised trials up until Jeffrey Dahmer in 1991-1992. Dahmer had an unfortunate way of his exit. Yeah, he got beat to death. Beat to death, and a, uh, didn't they say he had a broomstick up his ass? No, that's rumor. Okay. But. It kind of pissed me off, though, in the documentary we were watching, <coughs> that he had, um, what was it? He had, like, a, it showed, like, a hearse. Yeah, there was, him there away was a hearse slash limousine looking thing. That made me mad, because I'm just like, God. Oh, you get a nice ride yeah, on your fuck fucking that way dude. to hell. Just throw him out back. Yeah, just, you know. He was cremated. To a very small service, there was a few friends and family, there was a couple people from the suicide hotline he worked with, who still considered Jeffrey Dahmer a nice guy, and they couldn't believe that he would do this thing. Of course, he had his uh, grandmother, mother, that was probably there also. I don't know if his father was in the picture or not, but I don't think that they marked his grave. He was cremated and probably scattered near a fucking... uh, I don't know, Forever 21 or some sh- The equivalent to that. God. For white women. But yeah, like I said, if there was a Mount Rushmore of serial killers, his face would be up there. Because he is definitely the most notorious and well-known of the serial killers, American serial killers that we have today. But we will elaborate on that more in future episodes whenever we discuss... Uh, some more American serial killers. We won't, of course, give that away just yet. We are still compiling all of our information, and we will let you know at a later date any other serial killers episodes that we come up with. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Ted Bundy, curly-headed bastard. Burn it. (laughs) 
But as always, I am your host, Sean Wolf Party. I don't have a Volkswagen, but I got a nice Nissan Altima, Martin. My name is Theodore Terrence Ray Jackson Bundy Summers. Nice seeing you guys again. And he has a white brunette lady. I am Ruthless. Twin Peaks is back. And I am a log lady. And my log does, my log does not judge. She's got a log. I do have a log and it doesn't judge. And she likes to drunk Facebook Live about <laughs> Twin Peaks. That's another fucking episode. <laughs> yes, log lady. And we have Jay Styles here. Prime, <laughs> prime candidate of Ted Bundy if he were alive. But he is dead. And through the miracles of forensic science, we will probably never see a serial killer again. Martin. That was a long name. Yes, it was. But yes, check us out on all of our social media and streaming platforms. Like us on Facebook. iTunes. For the love of God, like us on Facebook. Don't just listen to our episode and not like us. Follow us on Instagram. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Give me hugs and kisses. Yes. I'm actually cuter in person. Yeah, he's very cute. I can fucking attest to that. But you're not allowed to actually hug or kiss me because my girlfriend will kill you. Yep, she will kill you. She's brunette. She's cuter than you. Bye!